Welcome to my basement, everybody. How's everybody doing out there? Hope you are having a fantastic Wednesday. It's a big Wednesday in the video game world. Of course, there is tons of Gears of War 4 stuff happening. They're having their big live event tonight. We're going to be streaming some Gears later, too. But uh, it's also the uh, unlocking of the embargo on the PlayStation VR. Ben Silverman, my good friend Ben Silverman from Yahoo Esports, joins me. And uh, he, of course, has been trapped in VR land. Ben, Ben, we're over here, buddy. We're over here. Where? We're we're Where? here. Can you see us? Can you see us? We're in VR world. Can you see us? Yeah, there we are. Look at my face. It's four times larger than normal. How are you? There you are. Yay! Ben Silverman takes off the VR helmet for five minutes. Oh we're... my God! I had so much fake sex in the last three hours. Did man. you? Yeah. So much fake sex. <laughs> That's why everybody's getting on the VR bandwagon. I think. Uh, PlayStation okay. VR finally out. I have uh, I have one here too. It is a uh, a gorgeous designed um, headset, right? I think we are in agreement with that. It's a really slick headset. It is really really comfortable. Yeah, it's it is. I mean, I have I have tried them all. Here is a Rift. I have a Rift right here. Right. Um, and you know you have the Vive. I've played with the Vive. A couple other ones too. Some of the jankier ones. This thing, far and away, the most comfortable one. Watch how quickly. Watch this. Look at this. Check yep. this out. Ready? Boom, on my head. That's Looking awesome. Good. Right? Bang. And then this doesn't really screw up your hair too bad. It's not too bad. All. It turns my hair into your hair, though, when I put it on. So all of this goes fooshed. But it actually comes out kind of cool. That's I'm not going to awesome. do it. I'm not going to do it right now. I mean, that's that sounds awesome. <laughs> is that why it doesn't screw my hair up? Is because it turns everyone's hair into my hair. Well, so you've got the the floofy to the side kind of part thing going on. I still have some spikes happening here, so it squishes them all down. It ends up looking all right, but uh, I got to I got to floof it a little. You got to floof it a little bit, yeah. But uh, it is incredibly comfortable. How many hours have you worn the PlayStation VR headset? in any given sitting like in what like had it on and yeah. then not um like do you think you could play like like uncharted 4 you know a good no. stint of uncharted 4 wearing this headset no i couldn't i don't think you could sit there and 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 do more than about an hour and a half maybe at the most two hours before it feels like you need to sort of like at least lift it off and kind of recalibrate a little bit i, I find again. it in, it's not the comfort of the of the headset. That in the PSVR case is not a problem. Right. Uh, in the other cases, it is. For the Rift, like I find that after that amount of time, I'm like, you feel it kind of doing the suction scuba mask thing. Yeah. Even with the Vive, it's just it's big and like lunky. Yeah. This feels so light on your head because of this, um, you know, this bit right here, uh, which is, I guess the back the back strap yep. is like slightly weighted, so it kind of sets it a little bit like this. And then you've got this. I'm gonna show the kids. You've got this sort of rubberized rubber business yep. that's really gentle on even a gigantic cartoon nose like mine. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't crush your face. It really feels light. Well, and but the smartest I, thing is that they did this slidey deal. So you could yeah. slide it in and out to adjust to any size of cartoon nose that you might have. And yes, you just sort of... Glasses, any kind of hipster glasses, yeah. it works... And you, and you just push it down on your head, and then this thing actually tightens up in the back. You actually, and you can hear the click when you're tightening it up. And sometimes it feels a bit like you're putting on a, a torture device a little bit when you hear those clicks. But then yeah. it's, it's, it kind of just hugs your head. It doesn't sort of uh, trap your head like the Oculus does. And I think that the, like, it doesn't have that top strap thing over the top. And I yeah. think that's a big deal, right? That, that missing component over the top. Right, that, here it is, Rift. Yeah, it really just it just grabs your whole skull with that yeah. kind of thing. With this, it's more like a halo a little bit more, you know? Except one, yeah, and by the way, no halo available for No this. halo um, for PlayStation VR. Clearly. Um, one thing, though, that we do, I want to point out is that there is sort of, you can't really see it that well, but there's sort of this gap that you find at the very bottom of it that's yeah. intentional, according to Sony. They, they have a slight gap, so when you have it on, you can actually see sort of if you look down, you can see like your controller or your feet. And that's intentional from Sony so that you can kind of orient yourself. I don't love that because in lighted conditions, it does bleed a lot of light in. Yes, and it, it does. does. It does sort of get in the way of some of the sort of, you know, full immersion, although we'll talk about the pros and cons of full immer immersion, I'm sure, for yeah. many years about VR. Um, so I think that it's, in terms, just to answer your first question, I think that, in terms of comfort of the headset, I could have it on for several hours and not mind. But in terms of 
experiencing virtual reality for that long, that's a little hard. And the screen resolution of the PSVR is lower, notably lower, lower than the Rift and the Vive. It's not bad looking, but it does sometimes get a little blurry. It has the screen dooring effect where you kind of have this very fine line of like kind of a grid sort of that it feels like there's like a small sheet in front of you between you and the game you can and you really see it during loading screens and when we're transitioning yeah. from you know a fully lit sort of play area that we're in uh and then going into this kind of blackness and and that's one of the sloppy things i noticed too with a lot of the early software is the transitions from loading you know data to playing data are really awful and you're just sitting there, you're kind of like trapped in this black space or this sort of weird gray space, just, and you don't know if it's all broken or crashed or what. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's so empty and lonely in there, you know? And I, I, I need, I, I want the VR developers to think of something better, even in Arkham, which is amazing. We'll talk a little bit more about software in a sec here, but uh, you, there's so many bits in there where you just are off screen listening to stuff and it's just totally pitch black and it's, it's really off-putting. Yeah, you know what I find really distracting with this is that you'll occasionally get trophies and you hear the trophy sound, Yeah. but see you got a trophy. Like, it doesn't connect with you. And there's something about that one little misfire that the thing doesn't, like, show up, you got a trophy, that I think is indicative of the disconnect that you have when you have this thing on. Like, right. even though you're still on your PlayStation 4, like, if you push the, you know, the main button, you'll bring up the same home screen that's on your PS4 and you can still look at your trophies and feel like you're connected online that never comes across when you're in a game it feels like you're not connected to the world and there's something about that which i think a lot of P, a lot of VR developers consider that immersive right that it's a yeah. big buzz immersive thing that you don't want to be distracted but i find that i i'm almost distracted feeling not connected to the rest of the well, world when you feel very again. vulnerable like you're taking a poo or something you know like somebody could just barge in and just catch you doing it and the, you know the, and i think that's that's a problem across vr in general i mean it's just such a solo private thing that and you feel like somebody could come in and punch you in the gut or ball sack or whatever you know you're like so concerned you're so concerned about being like injured or caught it's <laughs> I just like no, I but it's weird. Like someone could just punch you in the balls while you're shooting. <laughs> yeah, I have a real ticket coming between the balls without a headset on while shooting. I mean, touche. Good point. Good point. Maybe it's bringing up some childhood drama or something for me. But no, I just I feel like uh, it, you're so isolated. It's almost like you're in one of those float chambers, you know, when you got VR on it, and, and it's. Uh, you do feel totally disconnected from reality, which I guess is is the thing. But I, I, I don't know. I guess we're living in such a, uh, you know, complicated world where we have sort of things vying for our attention so much throughout the day that the isolation of this and the full commitment of this when you put this on is a it's a weird thing to kind of wrap your head again around again, you know? Yeah. Well, I think it's also that since what 2006 2005 or 6 when the Xbox 360 came out we are used to the concept of achievements and rewards and connectedness with our gaming consoles specifically consoles PC a little bit but yeah. really consoles we are online we see our friends we know that we're 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 getting achievements and other people are getting achievements and we're 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 working together even if we're playing offline and solo yeah these VR headsets don't feel connected none of them do i mean the rift you have a friends list you can't do anything with. I can't like hit on my you know my friend's name and then see what game they're playing and jump into it like I can on the 360. Right. They're all sort of isolated. There are a couple multiplayer games you can play, but matchmaking and, and, and being connected with other people who own the same device is not here with any of these VR experiences yet. And I find that to be a bummer because at this point, even though I'm a, a solo gamer usually... I just am used to being connected and feeling connected while I play games on well, consoles. Well, I mean, it, that really replaced that whole sort of cooperative let's ga gather around a TV set together and let's play something together and take turns and all that stuff. When we went yeah. online, they had to find a way to create that community, and that's become an, you know, an effective part of uh, merchandising the games industry in general and talking about it. Look at the share buttons that we have on all of this stuff. Now, a lot of that functionality still works with 
PlayStation VR. Like you, you'll be able to, you know, share stuff and record stuff and do things with it. But you're right, I, and I, that isolation and that remove from the rest of the world is a little disorienting. And one of the big things I think too, you know, especially with loading times, Twitter has kind of replaced that gap too, you know, like we all game with our phone beside us, or if we're gaming on Twitch, we're chatting with people all the time or on YouTube or something like that. And you can't really do that in a VR space, you know, I mean, you can do it and, and uh, chatter with the, the, uh, with the headset on and stuff and have people kind of watch you reacting to things, but it's a totally weird, different Reality. What's wrong with us? No, but what's wrong with us? Because I'm the same way. Like, I'll play a game and there's a load screen, and I'm like, fuck it, and Clash Royale. Like, I'm yeah. like, in this constant, like, when I'm sitting playing yeah. a game, I'm like constantly having to, like, if there's any break in the action, I'm t- tweeting or I'm looking or I'm reading. Yep. Like, that's because we're fucking crazy yeah. uh, now. Yes. And so maybe there's something about this devil's advocate that's like, listen, just you're in the game, there's a load time. Let the blackness absorb you for, you know, fall into it. Be OK with it for a few seconds. Yeah, but you're feeling it and I'm feeling it. And I'm sure that everybody that's in, you know, maybe it's because of the amount of stuff that we consume. Maybe that's part of it. Like we're always like we, we play these games on a stopwatch, right? Like we play them to, so that we can get content out about them. And maybe the average gamer is just going to lose themselves in this experience and not think about anything else. But like I can't exist like that mostly because of the job that I have is like there's you know a stack of other things that I have to play and think well, about the job, and get to. You, the job that you've had has also now informed the person that you are so now yeah. like you've been doing this for so long True. that it's I don't know how to not be constantly stimulated when yes. I'm playing. it's like well, I have let's, to let's talk about okay so step one it's weird when there's gaps or space or blackness it's weird for us we're not used to dealing with that but let's talk (laughs) let's talk about the actual gameplay and the stuff we do in this thing you played a big chunk of the uh, the launch stuff uh we we got games like batman arkham vr i haven't played res infinite did you get res infinite uh i know they have uh they have it on the demo disc so i played a few levels and i've played it at a bunch of preview events but i've not played the final build okay i'm really looking forward to that uh, but they have VR Worlds, which PlayStation London uh, created and then were summarily all let go from Sony recently. <laughs> they finished the game, shipped it, and then Sony fired all those people. They yeah. laid them all off, which is sad. But they made a cool kind of demo of uh, uh, you get a deep sea dive, you get a, a space exploration Metroid-type shooter-type thing, you get a, a virtual reality Pong where you move your head around, which is surreal. And you get a uh, London heist. Was there one other thing in that sucker? Yeah, there was a shitty luge. The shitty. Oh, luge. that's terrible. That 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 was awful. That that shouldn't have even been in the included in the demo because you, all you do to steer is you move your head. But the it just is so forced and and it doesn't feel like reality at all. It felt less real than playing ESPN Extreme Games on the original PlayStation One. That is a low blow. That is a low blow. Well, it's 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 the truth. I speak the gospel. It was bad, but it was bad. All right. So, um, what else? Uh, So, I mean, God, I don't know. I'm looking over here. Uh, I mean, I've played so many goddamn games. There was Thumper, (laughs) right? Which, um, you know, that it's kind of like another rhythm game, similar to Res, a little more intense. I played a little bit of that. Tumble VR, I think it's called, which is like a stacking game you got to stack a bunch of blocks on top of each other uh super hypercube which is sort of like a 3d um kind of not tetris it's like hole in the wall right yeah. where you have to flip an object around and there's a, a wall coming and it's got to go through the i thing. feel like i've played that game inside of every spider-man game i've ever played where spider-man <laughs> has to fall and navigate and fall through specific little holes and some kind of tube thing yeah, I mean, I think it was on. There was like a game show. I mean, it was like a Japanese game show, and then it was also on like one some like obstacle course game show in America. Like, it's a pretty common thing. Yeah, and it's cool. It's just I don't know why it needs to be in VR, but it's, yeah. it works and it's cool. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess those are oh, some of the highlights. No. Rigs. Yeah, I didn't play rigs. Rigs yet. I want to talk to you about that. But my my highlight. Let's talk about our favorite stuff in VR. And I okay, think so yours uh, is Batman. Yours well, is Batman. It's Batman, but not to the extent that I wanted it to be, but it's Batman because Rocksteady knows that lore and that fiction and those character models and the 
and the world they crafted for me as a Batman aficionado is incredible. It's like I have this touchable, you know, 3D Batman world to kind of zip around in, but it's all scene-based, and I can only go from, you know, spot to spot to spot. I can't walk anywhere. I can't drive anywhere. I can't fly anywhere. I can't swing anywhere. It's all just really... Um, zipping from location to location, and you get a you know a kind of a moment of uh, uh, detectiveness in each of those areas, and it's amazing. But I feel like most people that maybe aren't at the you know ratcheted to eleven love of Batman like I am are going to feel a little underwhelmed by that property. Well, I, th- I think the underwhelming thing about it is is also its length. It, it ends yeah. abruptly, yes. and it ends in the middle of a sequence that you think is going to lead into something else, mm-hmm. and so. It's a really like, wait a minute, that's it. And it's cool when it, what, what's happening, it's, it's intense. I do, I disagree a little bit that people who maybe don't have your level of Batman love won't love it as much. I'm not quite up there with you with Batman, but I think this is my favorite PSVR experience yeah. because of the quality. Yeah. It just, it looks great. Like the models look great. Like the characters look amazing. The ability to like reach down, grab a battering and throw it out without, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm just, here you go, right? So I'm just like. Yeah, like I'm not looking at things. I'm just sort of grabbing yeah. shit off my utility belt. It it really makes you. I'm Batman. I mean, it makes you feel like Batman. But I think the whole teleporting yes mechanic is a problem that almost every VR experience is trying to figure out. How yeah. do you do locomotion correctly in a VR game? Some just let you have a controller and just move around, and sometimes that works, and sometimes it doesn't. I think in this case. They really wanted to, at Rocksteady, focus on uh, things that made sense with the platform, especially at its launch. And I think it was probably a good decision to do what they did. I just wish they made it five hours longer. Yeah, well, and, you know, frankly, the Arkham team has always over-delivered, you know. We've always had kind of low expectations on how much they were going to be able to bring to us, starting right from Asylum. And they have always made these incredibly robust experiences that have been way beyond our expectations and this one isn't it's the first one where it isn't you know like we can dream a better batman vr experience than we're given it's very cool and it definitely you know benefits from the years of work that the team has had with these models and these environments and these characters and the voice actors the production polish is amazing but i wish they had waited a year not rush this out to have that Arkham VR license. You know, if this was a demo of a, a thing to come, I'd feel great about that. But it's, well, I mean, it's not. It's it's a right. it's something that people will spend money on, and it it it's very cool. But I want more. I mean, that's you, that's you, how I feel about this. You can copy and paste what you just said, which is this is like a demo of a full game, and apply it to most of the launch lineup. Right. I mean, and I think that's the story, both of launch lineups in general. I mean, if you look at Xbox 360 or PS3 or what, I mean, if you go back years and years and years, most launch lineups for most things yeah. stink. I mean, there's like a couple good games, and then most of them are like basically tech demos, proof of concept, things that have been like they've been working on and they just kind of get it out the door. And in this case, because of the nature of VR, which is that you don't want to have your headset on for nine straight hours, people haven't gotten used to that yet. They have to ramp people into this. I mean, keep in mind, like most people in the world have not experienced much virtual reality right. on the level that right. the Rift and the Vive and the PS4, uh, PSVR deliver. Right. It's so still I think like, there, yeah, I think, novelty. and you know, when, when my wife, who's, you know, my wife, when she's, sorry, by <laughs> law, you have to, by the way, say that. That's, that's my wife. Every time. She likes a VR. To, it sucks. I hate it, but you have to do it. So just, uh, she's had a couple of these things on over the years, and she, but she hasn't spent anywhere near as much time. She can't sit there for three hours or two hours the way I can. She okay. just it's, doesn't have that. Let me ask you this. Did you, you play know? the Until Dawn Rush of Blood game? Yes, I did. That's my favorite of the launch VR experiences because it's very clean and clear with what it's trying to do. You're basically in a roller coaster and it's a carnival shooter, like those old carnival games type things. It starts off innocuous, innocuously, innocuously, and then it gets exponentially more terrifying and gritty and gory and uh, 
it's really tuned very well. It also benefits from the work that the developers did on the Until Dawn game with the great character models and the great environments and all that stuff. It's really, really well made. The production values are great, but it's fun as hell. And the roller coaster momentum is cool, and the shooting mechanics are really solid and picking up different types of guns and taking out, you know, giant pig heads and huge clowns that are coming at you and weird psychotics and... Uh, you know, music, sound effects, all of it, really engrossing. And I, I, I let my wife play that, and she was screaming out. It was so fun to watch her play it. It's. I have a really hard time with horror in VR. Yeah. I mean, I, I played them all. I, I did all of them, and I, I fucking hate it. I fucking hate horror in VR. I like horror, but like in VR, I find it to be like it's all I am just obsessing about. I'm going to look over there, and something horrifying is going to just jump at me. Like the jump scares are so much more terrifying it's in VR. It's not fair. I know. It's not fair. You I just know. feel like it's so cheap. Like it's just ah. Like it's. I looked over there. Ah, there's the thing. Like yeah. it's, it's a constant. And so I played that. I like the mechanics of it. Um, but again, short, twenty minutes or something. You were through the ride, and then well, like you're through you could... the one. But then they had a bunch of other different variations with different kinds of setups, and it's and, and it's also skill based. You yeah. also have to try to get the higher score, and then you can ratchet up the difficulty. But it's kind of a one trick pony. And if you if you yep. if you, if you had spent, I don't know how much it costs. Let's let's. It's going to be either twenty or thirty or forty bucks. Blake, can you I, find some of the prices on some of the games? Because I'm a little confused about that too. Like that's the weird thing about these launch things with a totally brand new product line. Yeah, I, I can't keep it all straight. Like I know that the the package that you got and I got is uh, it's five hundred bucks in the states. That comes with the two moves and the camera and the headset and uh, everything you need for VR. It's 700 bucks here in Canada. Uh, you can get just the headset, I think, for uh, 400 bucks in the 400. States, and it's 550 yeah. in Canada. So if you already have the moves and the, and, the, and the camera. But I don't know how much the software is all sort of selling at, what the price is. I also just want to say, I, I, I did hear myself when I said, it's either 20, 30, or 40. That's a huge range. Yeah. That's like 20 or 40. Or, that's a big range. <laughs> I didn't mean to just throw that out. I'm just going to correct myself, YouTube. Um, but what I, will, what I will say is that like at any of those prices, this game feels still a little thin. Like if right. this was not VR yeah. and I bought it and just played it regular, it would not cost that much. It would not be a $30 well, game. I may, I had had terribly low expectations for it. You know, I, I expected a spooky little carnival shooter thing, but I think they handled it so well. And the roller coaster element is just something so fresh in a, uh, in a carnival shooter thing like that. It, it is like the worst, most perverse disturbing disneyland shooter it's like that toy story ride at disneyland but absolutely <laughs> murderous like, clown yeah, yeah shit your pants scary as hell and i really really dug that but the other game that i think handled the, the there's two others there's the battle zone one that the uh, the guys at rebellion did which is uh, lifting off on the classic arcade game um it's basically an arcade tank game that you control with the with the dual shock uh, and you can look around everywhere and shoot. I thought that was actually pretty solid. I think that that's a, that's a good pickup if, if you like Tron and if you like the old classic vector-based Battlezone game. I thought that was pretty wicked. Uh, and then on the VR Worlds disc, there's a demo called Scavenger's Odyssey. Did you play that one? I did. I, I, I liked it at first, and then I got bored of it. It was just like that, which is just. I feel like I said that about so many of these games. Where at first you're like, "Cool!" Like I'm looking at the guy's hands, the alien. It's like a, again, it's it's similar to to, to Battlezone in the sense yep. that you're kind of tanking around, but you're on different planets and you can kind of hop over to certain like asteroids and then you're kind of hopping around the environment. It's pretty linear, but you're shooting at monsters that come at you and and you've got a couple cool abilities to kind of lasso big objects and fling them at things and. There's some cool mechanics that in that. That should have been a real full game from PlayStation London. They should have said, this is cool, we can build this out. And they, they should, should have, have done the, that. The yeah. London Heist should have. The London Heist yes. is one of the cool things. And that, that that was a game that I saw, man, now I guess two years ago at GDC. They had like a bunch. They had the Shark demo and London Heist and a few other ones. And London Heist was amazing back then. Yeah. And I remember like, hiding, like physically hiding down and shooting at things and like looked great. And I'm like, I can't wait for this to be a full game. And then it turns up on this weird compilation and it's, that's it. It's over in an hour. And it's yeah. such a cool experience. You're like, this should have been, it doesn't need to be 20 hours, but it should be like, 
a full experience, a six, seven hour, like that's I have funny. a full story with things happening. And um, I, I find that that's just over and over again for me, the disappointment of PSVR's launch games is not the quality of the moment-to-moment experiences. Yeah. It's the, I put the headset down having played it, do I want to go back and play it again? And more times than not, I'm like, I got it, and I f- either finished it, yeah. or it's going to be a repetitive arcade experience over and over again. It, it, it lacks something to kind of bring you in to say, you want to play it, you want to come back and well, play it more, you want to explore further. And part of it, too, is that it's launching right when all of the best and biggest and most expensive games are also hitting the platforms. Like, I just gave exactly. Forza uh, Horizon 3 a 10 out of 10 because it's absolutely incredible. I couldn't believe what I was playing. I'm playing Gears right now. I just played some NBA 2K17 and some NHL Dishonored. 17. We're about to get Dishonored. Yes. Yeah, I mean, these are Call like of huge, Duty and Titanfall. all the big games yeah. are coming out. You're going to be like, no, I'm going to spend 10 times that money to like play it for an hour of Arkham and then I'm done. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's the, it's the big, you know, it's a big problem. Yeah. The big, the big, the big uh, paradox of, of VR, so we, uh, particularly PSVR. Was there one that surprised you? Was there one game where you went, yeah, I'm really getting into this and I'm going to stick, stick with this thing. I think it's really... Uh, you know, a kind of a cool experience that I I, I haven't really enjoyed in a VR type setting before. <laughs> you know, you know what game? Uh, this is a stupid game, but I I liked it. It's called uh, Headmaster, okay. and this was uh, on the demo disc. I bet it's terrible, but yeah. like in the demo, you're in some sort of soccer stadium slash testing facility, right? And there's like a net it's dark and there's a, like a voice on a like a loudspeaker talking to you and they basically fire soccer balls at your head and you just head them like, <laughs> into the goal and it's 60 bucks 60 60 bucks take my 60 dollars so 60 canadian i pay 60 canadian um, there's uh, and you know there's like little point billboards and stuff and you try to hit them with you hit the thing with your head yeah the thing is it's got a real portal writing style and there's some you know evil thing happening in the testing and it's funny like the things go away and then a new stadium comes up and it's funny the way it's delivered it's one of those games that intrigued me i was like i could i could actually do this for a while it's so weird and stupid and funny yeah i'm I'm interested in playing um what is uh, the robot golf game uh which is not a of a, a, a VR game specifically, but yeah. I'm interested in that. I'm interested in all the kind of quirky, weird games. What what I think they lean a little too heavily on with the launch lineup are first person games where you're the whatever, like you're shooting the things yeah. or you're the star. I think what we've learned, particularly with the launch of the Rift, um, was that some of the best VR experiences aren't first person. They're third person. They're strategy. They're things where you can look down and see a world in a totally different yeah, way. You've loved Lucky's Tale ever since you got a chance to play that. And there's a game in this VR, uh, PlayStation VR launch uh, grouping, which may already be on Rift and, and Vive. I haven't seen it yet, though. It's called Wayward Sky. Uh, no, it, that's just that's an exclusive to PSVR. Wayward Sky. I actually Sky. really liked the charm of it. I thought it was kind of a cool thing. You're sort of guiding little robots around. I haven't beaten it, but I, so I don't know how long it is. But it feels like a fairly meaty type of experience where you're uh, connecting with a bunch of robots and using robots as your little helpers to unlock doors and things like that. And you've got some first-person puzzle solving and and stuff to do to keep going through this giant floating fortress. But I like the uh, uh, you know the stripped down polygonal kind of uh, art style of it, the cartoony kind of ness of it, and uh, you are also a giant in the world, looking at your little characters and guiding them to different things. You're not taking PlayStation uh, Four; it's like not like Mario type controls or Lucky Tail type controls. You're right. using the the point. A look and click. Yeah, I think look. they call it a look a look and click. I and thought it was pretty cool. I think that there's a lot to to explore there with non-first-person games in VR. There's a mm-hmm. lot more meat there, and a lot of people just default to, like, what can I do with you with your hands, and you're, like, manipulating things. And after a little while, those games often get either... it's Number one, it's hard to do that well. I mean, think about how many first-person games you love and how many first-person games you're just, like, whatever. Yeah. And, and it, it also tends to be a little barfy for people when you're constantly having to manipulate the world and you're looking around. I mean, battles when you're looking here, you're driving there. Like it can, these games can throw people off. Right. I think there's a huge unexplored area in third person in strategy and puzzle solving. Um, 
that that is just there's a dearth of that with this launch lineup. Again, the launch lineup, I'm just not in love with, and and it's expensive. It's not expensive for VR. We haven't talked about how comparatively, yes, this far and away. The the best of the big league VR. I mean, I, I'm not going to count Gear VR because that only, you have to have a very specific phone for it or a line of phones. And now all those phones blow up. So you know. <laughs> well, and uh, Google has just entered the fray in a pretty dramatic way with the the Pixel and their uh, whatever it's called, the Dreams Dream VR system, whatever it's called. Yeah, we'll see how. Yeah, yeah, we'll see how that how that pans out. But of the big three of the Rift and the Vive and, and PSVR, this is far and away the easiest to get into. Yes. It's uh, it's the most affordable, especially if you already own a PS4. It's criminally affordable. Um, one thing I'm not crazy about is this situation. Me neither, man. Um, they no. work. Yeah. And that is okay. But this is these came out in 2010. These guys. They, and they feel so old. old. They just feel so old. I hate the fact that you have to plug in the old PlayStation 3 charge cable. You know, they they come with them if you buy them new, but if you, like most people, like me and most people, you've put them into your drawers and have totally forgotten about these things. So you got to go and route around and dig up those old charge cables. And the, it, it just, it felt like this was the opportunity to do a full blanket refresh on the whole deal, on the whole way that we interact with all of this stuff. And there are fast charging capabilities and lots of electronics and stuff like that right now too. That's the way Sony should have gone. They could have, you know, obviously this is the premium component of, of the experience, but they could have gone a little more up, upper class or higher end with uh, some of the other accoutrements, you know? Like, well, and I mean, the PlayStation 4 camera came out with the system in 2013, and it wasn't a, a, a VR camera, right? Like, yeah. this right here is the, um, uh, it's kind of plugged in, so I can't pull it too far over, but yeah. this is the Rift camera this tiny little lightweight awesome little thing that senses everything you do with the rift yeah and has a you know a cool and it works really well in different lighting conditions the playstation 4 camera is pretty pissy with lighting it's finicky yeah you know again with these move controllers if you turn around if i do this my hands vanish on the screen and you're supposed to be wandering around and looking in circles in a lot of these games there's just all these little things that they wanted to say look we have all that hardware out there in the world we want people to use it but they do limit the experience because of that and i I agree i think this was an opportunity to say you know we're going to make it a little bit more expensive but we're going to really design great controllers i mean the the rift touch controllers which aren't out yet are are terrific they they feel so good and light in your hands and they do so many things and this just doesn't no it feels clunky and it feels tied to uh, a bygone era and it's an old dick it's an old dick (laughs) well it's it's like uh the copycat wii mote you know which is totally the wrong move and the wrong message i think that playstation should have been bundling with the psvr they shouldn't have been toggling or attaching anything to the past this should have all been about a an investment in the future and you know competing directly with these you know, much more expensive products that are from much less, uh, you know, game-centric companies. And that's, the I think, the secret weapon that PlayStation has, not-so-secret weapon, is these relationships with software developers and game makers that could lead to some incredible innovations and some amazing game software. It is too bad, though, that I don't think either you or myself can point at one piece of software that we've played so far where it's like you gotta get that, you know. I really think the until until dawn game was the most fun that I had with this. I applaud the um, and one thing I did I did enjoy was Thumper was the uh, the fact that it starts off and it, it it's asking you whether it's a VR game or not, and that easily toggleable little switch and suddenly it goes poof and it's all around you. I thought that was pretty cool. It's kind of a simple you know download only type of experience though it's not like a premium it's not like you're experiencing rock band for the first time or something it's another it's a music rhythm based game uh, almost like mix that with tempest or something like that where you're shooting down a tunnel and blasting away at sort of geometry mm-hmm. I, I i have not played res but i i keep hearing the great things about res and i have not played eve valkyrie and i keep hearing great things about that I feel like a full-priced, full-featured, 10-hour minimum experience is, is what this thing is calling out for, you know? Like, a, like if Batman Arkham had been maybe not the full Arkham Knight type of experience, but, but a good, you know, 
sliver of that, a sizable sliver of that, that would have been amazing. Well, we haven't really seen that anywhere in VR. Yes. I mean, we've seen a little bit. I mean, Kronos, maybe at the launch of the Rift, was to me sort of like a pretty robust Dark Souls kind of game that I mm-hmm. thought was really cool. It was one of my favorite Rift launch games, Kronos. Uh, and I haven't played a lot of the more recent Rift games because I've been playing console uh, stuff instead. Yeah. I do think that it is, again, this process of like people acclimating to VR, getting used to it, building up their VR endurance. I know that now I can have a headset on the longer stretches than when I started before I'd get a little dizzy or I'd get a headache or I'd get like just claustrophobic lonely. or whatever. I'm, yeah, or lonely <laughs> or scared. Yeah. Or, you know, I, I now don't worry that someone's going to punch me in the balls. <laughs> I, I just carry that fear around with me wherever I go. Yeah, every, yeah, everywhere. Maybe did Ruby? Did yeah, Ruby I, I think it's my daughter. Yeah, she's she's right there at ball height. So yeah, there's a lot of that, and she uh, she sneaks into bed still with us when we're sleeping, and uh, the legs come down. You know what no. that's like. You got a yeah. son. You know they get into bed and they they get all snuggly and then suddenly legs just come whacking you down. Yeah, but the yeah. difference is Sam. You know my son Sam. Yeah. He uh he has balls too. So if he hits me in the balls, I just <laughs> right back. And, and then he doesn't do it. Anymore. Then he learns. <laughs> Gotta learn, you son. I love I'm like, it. listen. I love it, man. Yours haven't even his haven't even dropped yet. So <laughs> when I hit it, they're like right in his stomach. They just go right in there, and he's like, son of a bitch. Um, I don't actually hit my son's balls. No, me and, uh, and my just, daughter is very, very gentle. She's she's a very nice girl. She no, does not he, he whack me in right, the balls. Back okay. Um, uh, so we. No, I, have a, I have a question. I have a question for you, though. I have yeah. a question for you. So we've talked about uh, these dicks not being great. We've yep. talked about the software being a little bit on the um, uh, short side or lacking side. Yeah. How did you feel, and how do you feel about? The cabling situation, because this was in my review. I wrote a review. It's up on the Yahoo. Um, I, I like started really to rant about the amount of cables that you have to plug in to get this thing working, and I had crazy. to tone it back because I was like, I'm starting to sound like a crazy person. Yeah. But I haven't been able to talk to anybody about like seven cables you basically plug into this thing. Yeah. And while with the Vive you plug in a lot of cables, and the Rift has a couple cables. The Rift and the Vive exist in your office, in your geeky PC gaming yeah, den. Yeah. They do not exist in your living room, really. Yeah. This is supposed to exist in your living room. Right. And you've got all these ca- I am, like, baffled that Sony actually allowed this to ship with all of this cabling required to get the thing working. What, what do you think about it, that? I think it's absolutely ludicrous. I think it's, it's crazy. And it's going to typify the 2016 launch of all of this VR stuff. It's great for us gadget geeks that are going to, you know, put up with it and tolerate it and try out all of this stuff and, and get these early experiences, be the, the, you know, the early adopters that will have some of this stuff. But yeah, I don't think people that are, you know, concerned about the elegance of their living space are going to be too appreciative of uh, all these snakes all over the damn place. Yeah. I, I, you know, we also exist in a world right now where a lot of that shit could have really been cleaned up. There could have been, you know, charge pads. There could have been, uh, you know, a, a way to elegantly integrate this stuff a lot better than than all of this stuff really is. I honestly, I'm, I'm kind of impressed with the Vive because it also has the room scale and the, the two um, sensors that, that you can tuck away. It's pretty clean, I think, you know, because you kind of take the sensors and you separate them in your house and they're not right there. And then it's basically, a, you know, a coiled snake of cables coming out of the PC that goes to the headset. It's not too bad, you know, like we, we send another signal off to the television when we shoot the, the stuff. And so I feel like it's pretty close to I think it's less actual cumbersome BS than uh, than the, the PlayStation VR. VR. And that's yeah, incredible. And the fact that the move controllers take the old cables is just atrocious. You yeah, know. I mean, yeah, the Rift is the same. I mean, you've got this going into this is my Rift. You've uh, you've got this going into the PC, and then you've got the camera, and that's really it in terms of cables. You've got basically two cables that that run into it. Yeah, and and I, I was just like, I, I understand that trying to get VR working on a console that again wasn't really built for this is is a challenge. And credit where it's due for Sony, like mission accomplished. I mean. Maybe the George Bush version with the like, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, they did. Like, they got VR 
pretty high-end VR working on their console, yes. and it does work. Once you plug in all these Fakakta cables, you turn the thing on, and it works. Like, I didn't have to configure an OS or a video card. Well, or I, I, I was surprised, too, because I was worried about the processor of the PlayStation 4 not being fast enough to keep a fluid 60 frames per second, you know, 1080p. It's totally not a problem. It, it looks great. Uh, the games that we have been able to play so far, everything runs really flawlessly. I'm surprised at the brightness of the image, the color fidelity, the textual sort of cleanliness it's easy to play these games you know i just want more experience when i do i did also like playing regular playstation games on the the vr tv the big screen that they they make for you it's not as good as watching it on your tv but i thought it was pretty cool i played a little nba live or nba 2k17 and i i dug it i thought it was fun i didn't like i didn't like i feel i feel really weird when i'm like looking at that fake weird cinematic thing and i'm like kind of playing i just i i want to just pull the headset i'm just like if i'm not like i'm just gonna pull the headset off and just be like fuck um yeah i mean it's a it's a real it's a real tough one like you know i think if you already have if, if you already have a PlayStation camera and two move controllers and a PlayStation 4, you could do worse with your money than buy this thing. Yeah. Like, if you have 400 bucks or it's Christmas and you're like, I want this for Christmas, I don't think it's a tragic decision if you already have, if you're already most of the way there. Yeah. But I think if you're not most of the way there, if you only have a PS4, like, well, getting the camera getting you need totally need move controllers you can use the dual shock but like most of the really cool stuff that you're going to do is like reaching yeah, and grab you want to separate your hands and do stuff you're going to need to yeah. put that extra it's 60 dollars for the camera it's a hundred dollars for two move controllers it's an extra 160 you're looking at about 550 dollars yeah i'm I, I just that i don't know if that extra money's really worth it well especially because there's no one oh. game that we can point at where it's like, oh my God, drop everything. You have got to play this experience. Like it would have been amazing if, if Star Wars Battlefront, let's say, was completely retooled and redesigned the whole thing for VR. And here it is, boom! It's exclusive to the PlayStation. Well, there VR. is there is going to be some sort of Battlefront VR thing, right? But There's yeah, like... and it's not out yet. I mean, right. even that sliver isn't available yet. You know, so th- there's that missing. There's the the Call of Duty stuff is coming next month. Um, yeah, I haven't played E Valkyrie. I might be just banging a drum about that because I can't no, wait. I can't uh, wait Eve, to be in a spaceship and flying around in VR and looking all played, over the place. I've played extensive amounts of Eve on the Rift because it was a, a launch game for the Rift, and it's yeah. good. It's a really good game. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially at first, it's a real mind blowing thing. We've talked about it for me and Sean Hatton would not stop talking about it on the show for a long time. But like, you get launched out there, you are Battlestar Galactica, you are Starbuck. You're looking up this way, and you're like pulling back, and you're shooting things. What could go wrong from there? That sounds amazing to me. Well, again... That's what I want. Like all these games, it doesn't necessarily have that much uh, depth to it. Like, I I hoped it would have been like Colony Wars, if I could throw out an old game that I loved. Which would be a branching mission structure where you do other things and you have lots of different kinds of missions. It's just dogfighting over and over again. A couple different levels that you see, but it feels like it starts to just repeat itself too soon. Right. Again, at least on the Rift, you don't have great friend lists and multiplayer stuff you can play multiplayer but it's not like handled really interestingly i feel like those problems are going to rear their head in the psvr version as well i think rigs could over time become one of those kind of go-to games because it it feels like that could have a bit of a rocket league esporty maybe not probably not but at least it has rigs is the uh is the guys out in uh, amsterdam right that's uh who made the game Rigs, mechanized combat, sports, uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Isn't it the, the, the Amsterdam team, the Killzone guys? I think it oh, is. Oh, yeah. Gorilla? Gorilla, gorilla yeah. Gorilla, yeah. Is, is it Gorilla? Okay. So I, I, ha- I haven't played that. That's one of the ones that I think is coming in the next few days for, for me to check out, too. But how is that? How do you play the Rigs game? So Rigs is like, um, it's kind of like robot basketball. Okay. Rugby. rugby. Um, you, uh, you're in a giant mech, and you run around on this crazy futuristic sports e arena thing. Sports, and, sports, and you uh, sport this. <laughs> you uh, you deal with. There's other mechs. You're on a team of mechs. There's other mechs. There's big mechs, little mechs, uh, medium mechs. You shoot each other. It's all music to my ears. Right. You shoot each other. You gain 
you kind of like gain power and when you power yourself up enough you run up to the top of this fucking hoop and you jump in and you fling yourself in to score so you become the ball basically when you power yourself up enough and you throw yourself through the hoop what if you became the ball because you got closer to the hoop man there's a lot of that i think going on by the way harmonics has a music game oh yeah i haven't dared try that yet have you played that yet we, yeah, play, we played it at the uh, the critics thing, and I shot video of you because it was incredible. How is I danced. it? Uh, it's terrible. I mean, it's yeah. what it is. It's like it's a kaleidoscope. It's smoke some weed, put on some pink floor. I don't know what the fuck it's for. I mean, I really seriously don't understand it. Like you, it's got this lame soundtrack. Really, like I don't. It's like elect, not even electronic. It's like mood music from three artists. I don't understand what the soundtrack is. Right. And they're like, you can play your own music if you put it on a flash drive, label the folder music harmonics or something, and then you can you can load that music up in the game and it'll automatically generate things from it. But like, I didn't have time to. I didn't want to bother. I'm like, yeah. I'm not gonna fucking burn. What am I gonna get a flash drive? Go over to my iTunes. I'm not gonna do this. <laughs> Even if I did, and I'm listening to Elvis Costello while like kaleidoscope is blaring, I just I don't need that. You put on some it's scarves and stuff. Screen. Just it's make a, a night screen. of it, man. Just you in your room. I'm doing. You do nothing with the screensaver. <laughs> I don't get it. I just don't. <laughs> that is not going to save VR, is what you're telling me right there. Not a screensaver. It's for harmonics, man. Like those guys make great. They've made used to make great rhythm games. How well, about a game? If you don't do shit, you don't Rock play Rockman VR is coming. I mean, this is the thing, right? It's like, let's get this hardware out. Where are the games? Where yeah. Where are the games that make us buy the hardware, that make us just like fall all over ourselves to go and get them? Lots of cool moments. Lots of them. But Lots of them. That, the, that Batman moment, the, the Batman mirror moment, yeah. is Seminal. a moment. Yes, a absolutely. A real thing. People yes. are going to experience that. You know, you put you, you, what happens in the game. I don't want to you know, spoil what you do in the game, but you know, at one point you do get the cowl. You put on the thing, and this mirror comes down, and it's you, your Kevin Conroy's voice, and your that rock steady Batman yeah. model, that yeah. awesome Batman, yes. and you like move around, and it's like just him going, yeah. And you put your hands up, and you can be like, yeah. And it's like this Batman going. Wouldn't it be amazing <laughs> if we yeah. get uh, facial capture soon? And you're when you speak, the model would move its mouth and do all kinds. I mean, that, I mean, that that's going to blow our minds in the next few years. We know that that is coming. You know, it's a great start. Yeah, there, there are cool yeah. starts here, yeah. but this is so version one. It feels like the most version one piece of technology I have tested in a long time. Right. Like, the cabling insanity yeah. to the use of old ass technology yes. to the fact that all of the games are tech demos. It feels like they should have or could have waited six months to you know, fix some of this shit, and it would have. Yeah, and I, I think they will. And I think if enough people, and it's sold out. I think you know. I think they probably constricted the uh, the amount of hardware that they made for this first go run, run at it, which I think was a smart move. So I think it's it's sold out in a lot of places. And if it sells enough and the word of mouth is good enough, I think they're smart to kind of piecemeal a lot of this stuff. You know, like you don't have to get the move controllers if you want. This is pretty elegant. I think they, they hit it out of the park with this. You know? Yes, the headset is great. There are good things about it. I yeah. mean, it it's not... It's not broken. It totally works. Yeah. Again, it delivers legitimate VR to your console. It's not wildly overpriced. And it's uh, very, very comfortable on your face. And that yeah. you can't see all of those things about every VR system out there. So yeah. I think in a lot of ways, they, again, mission accomplished what they were trying to do. But is it ready for people to go and spend money on and take home and be satisfied? I don't know yet. It's the beginning of something. I, I can't, I don't know if I could tell somebody really in a good conscience, like, Go out, buy it, take it home, play the games. You're going to be happy. Right. There, there's going to be a disappointment factor in there on where's the software and why is this thing looking so fucking crazy in my living well, room. Well, you know, there has to be an aspirational moment Then everybody has to ask themselves, too, about this stuff, too, because software doesn't come unless people, you know, sort of get behind products to push install bases to get people to get excited to keep building software. So I think people have to, you know, ask themselves if they want a VR headset in their life. 
Um, and if they're willing to kind of take that monetary risk in the hopes that more content is going to come. I think PlayStation has done a pretty solid job at defining the amount of commitment that they're going to have for this game for the next six months, maybe to the, for the next year. So there is a ton of stuff coming, and the, certainly the Resident Evil exclusivity, the Star Wars Battlefront stuff. We don't know how this is going to interact with the, play, the P, PlayStation 4 Pro. It could actually make things snappier, which would be amazing. Um, but I think PlayStation's core business is games and getting exciting video games out to people. And I, you know, I think they try some really cool stuff. I think the Vita was an awesome piece of machinery and the market conditions shifted and it didn't become the success that it needed to. But Sony didn't fault us as gamers on the hardware there. And there was some right. great software for it. And I think they've done that again here with the PlayStation VR. And now it's up to kind of gamers to decide whether they're in on VR or not. And I think if they are, the good software is going to come. But it is a lot to ask of the gaming community as well. Yeah, and I think there's also something you have to ask yourself if you're a consumer, which is like, how, how, how much do you want VR? Not just do you want it, but how badly do you want it? Because if you really want the coolest VR system out there. Like if you're a consumer and you're like, I'm looking for the best, right? Like right. gamers don't go, I just want to get any console in my house. They say, which is better, the PS4 or the Xbox One or the Wii U? Like yeah. that has long been the story. They want the best game yeah. on the best system with the fastest X and the, you know. So with that in mind, yeah. this is not the best. Yeah, This is not at all the it's best. between the Vive and the Oculus. The and... Vive is probably the best, but the, the Rift is probably a little more convenient and hits closer to that quality. So, I mean, there's sort of something for everybody in the three different headsets, but it's really hard to tell somebody, if you want the best VR experience, go get the PSVR. That's not true. Well, I one, would the, say, one of the great things about it's... Oculus and HTC, too, that we're not talking about is the openness of it and the variety in the types of content. It's not just going to be, you know, sort of skewing towards games. You know, I think right. we're going to get a lot of movie-type content and interactive uh, story-type content on the PlayStation VR as well, but we're going to get way more of that kind of stuff and way more experimentation and way more way indie more. stuff on yeah. Oculus and Vive. And th that's some pretty compelling stuff. And frankly, too, like... Vibe just works, and I'm sure Oculus just works when you when you hook that up. And it's a mind-blowing thing to play the lab and get into that archery th archery uh, demo and see how effortless it is. And then to lean over a wall and not lose yeah. any tracking and be shooting at little characters. It, it blew my mind, you know? And yeah. I, I think what blew my mind the most about PlayStation VR is that it stacks up close to that. It's it, ballpark. It's like yeah. in the... Because it's, it's, I was not expecting that. It's in the ballpark, but it's like kind of way out in left field near the foul pole. But yeah. it's like it's in the ballpark, but yeah. it's, it's way over there. So yeah. like you get in the ballpark, you're, you're, you're in the club if you have a PSVR, but you do not have the dopest outfit. Like yeah. you are not the coolest dude in the club. You're just, you made it into the club. And if you only had a certain amount of money, this analogy is going to go to shit in a yeah. second, but... You know, if you had enough money to pay the cover charge, but like, you know, you don't have the VIP table. Like, um, this was really, I was What else can you throw in there? That's good. I don't know. About, I was going to How about the best racehorse is going to win? I don't know. I was yeah. going to just pour some cocktail. They're, they're very expensive. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it, is a, it is a hard one that like, I, I don't know, and I still don't know, and maybe it's going to take another week or two before I can tell somebody, do you buy this? I, I totally don't know. I right. don't think it's bad. I don't think it's great. But I think it does exactly, weirdly, what I thought it was going to do. Yeah. So, I, I, I'm able to score the yeah. PlayStation VR, and I'm still playing the games, and I'm going to do little separate reviews. And there's a review of the PlayStation VR that we're going to be posting very soon. Bear's cutting it right now, actually. Um, but it's about the hardware and about what it can do. And it's not really about the heart of this thing, which is the software yet, you know, even though yeah. it's a pretty amazing assortment of experiences for that launch stuff, we still don't know where this goes game wise. And yeah. we still don't have that one piece, even though Batman's in that lineup. I, you know, I still can't point to this and go, Oh my God, drop everything. Don't bother playing Forza no. or Gears or, 
or Call of Duty or Titanfall, you got to, I still can't say that, you know. No, I'm more excited about all of those experiences than anything that I've been playing in VR. I have it sitting right here, right? Yeah. I have it sitting on this. I got, actually got a stand. I got this weird Power A. This is actually pretty cool. I, uh, I don't know if I can go over and show you guys. Yeah. But look up, there's a stand that Power A makes that you can put the actual headset on, and it's got two spots for the move controllers to charge and a spot for your DualShock to That's charge. Cool. So it contains everything. I can't remember what it's called. Power A makes it. I think it comes out at the end of the month. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That being said, it that all sitting there, if I had Dishonored 2 on my PS4, I wouldn't play any of this shit, yeah. and I would play Dishonored 4 regular right. on my television. Right. Like, in a heartbeat, I would rather play that game than any of this stuff. So it's cool. It's new. It, it gets the job done, but it's not... It's not where it's supposed to be, you know. Have you pl- Have you? Did you try Doom on the the fake TV inside PlayStation VR? I did not. You should try that, and then keep a vomit bag handy because that is that is insanity. Because you're going so fast. It's not a VR game. It's just a regular game, but okay. that that'll give you an idea of what playing a first person shooter. Then that game just moves so fast. Just to think the hurdle that VR makers are going to have to overcome to whip around in, in a uh, you know, first-person shooter type setting with a VR headset on. It's going to be a well, very you know, tough you, challenge. Yeah, uh, Valkyrie is, the, you know, the, the, you do touch on that with some of those space games. Um, although telling me, like, you got to try this thing that's going to make you barf is kind of like, hey, smell this. It smells really bad. <laughs> this. This, is, this is old milk, right? Taste some of this. It's, you know what? It's interesting to test all of this stuff out, though, right? That's one, of the, that's one of the cool things about all of this is there are moments for sure, even in this limited run of uh, launch software, where it's like, well, this is the future. This is absolutely yes. where we're going. This is incredible. This is inches from the holodeck, you know? Like, we're... We're entering into some really cool stuff, and and we kind of, as a bunch of geeks, and certainly the geeks that are watching this right now, we kind of have to support this invention and this uh, risk-taking to a degree, you know? Maybe not with your wallet, but, uh, you know. I think what you have to, though, I think what you have to, though, convince people of or convince yourself of is that this is not motion controls right like we've been through this like the Wii came out the motion controls came out we were like holy shit guys we made it it's minority report i'm swinging the tennis rackets and then that all just took a shit like connect just was oh look and then it didn't really work and then they kept trying it and now it's like barely even a part of anything now it's a microphone now i've got these fucking things and they're not motion controllers in the sense that they're vr controllers they're repurposed but, like, I think people have sort of been bitten by this stuff. Mm-hmm. They've been stung by, like, the promise of the future, and it's a peripheral, and it's going to change things, and they've gotten lots of these dumb little experiences out of it and never gotten anything super good and robust that they're expecting. And I'm a little scared that with PSVR, people are going to feel the same way. They're going to be like, this is just a lot of tech demos of some tech, but is this really going to take me to a new place? Yeah. I think... We and myself in particular, less you, have been talking about how VR is a real move forward. Yeah. And I am concerned with this kind of launch lineup that it's going to put some people off and make them think this is just a fad. Yeah. Whereas I feel like with the money coming into it, with the developers going as hard as they are at it, it's going to start to pay off with some really big dividends and really big games but you just have to be patient and here's the truth of it all we have just received these things in the last week so we've really only had a full week or even less of testing and playing and hours basically we can sort of pull towards this and a lot of these developers have been working very hard over months and years on some of this software so let's do this again in a month or two maybe in a month uh, when more of this software starts coming, and maybe there will be that piece of software or that game that we, you know, or maybe it com- happens sooner than that, but uh, we can really kind of point at and go, oh, my God, this is incredible. You know, and I, I think that we should uh, uh, we should connect around all this VR stuff a little bit more, you know, because you're, you're able to test a lot of this stuff. And obviously all these big games are happening, so we'll get together again to talk about... Uh, you know, the fall lineup. But uh, I think this VR conversation is definitely something that we got to follow up on, especially because this stuff is still so fresh. It's still so new. Yeah, Sound yeah, good? a lot a lot happening. Yeah, totally, my friend, anytime. Very busy, very busy quarter right now. So many things cooking. I know, I got to go. I have Gears just downloaded. I yep. got to start playing some Gears. Just I'm waiting the for the uh, campaign on that. 
Yeah. That's all I can say. Can't but, tell me about it. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to tell you something. I am not looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm going to play it. I'm not looking. I think I'm just done with Gears of War. Like maybe I hope there's some surprises. You can't tell me. Nod if there are surprises. Um, right. I knew it. Um, I mean, like I just I feel like I've played this game so many times and I've snapped undercover and I'm just I'm just not looking. Maybe it'll be great. I hope it's great. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm an idiot right now talking shit about it. But I'm just a little like not that enthused about it. I can't wait to talk with you about it after you play. <laughs> yes, okay. there, and uh, and certainly uh, Dishonored Two. Holy shit, I can't wait for that. I am excited about that. We only we only this is number two. I mean, we're we're still new on that one. So. Oh, I can't wait, brother. It was awesome to chat with you. Uh, enjoy your headset time. Make sure you uh, don't get lost in uh, in virtual space. But we'll talk soon. All right, I'm gonna All go right. look at some tits. Okay, <laughs> go back to your VR porn. Great to see you, Ben Silverman. We love you, buddy. We'll see you soon. Thanks for watching, everybody. Stitcher!